Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough... Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere a sunday mailbag edition of the fifth hour with ben maller and danny g radio eight days a week even on a holiday weekend it is a holiday weekend this this counts as a holiday weekend right danny it does but father's day gets no shine the way mother's day gets it's like uh kind of half forgotten a lot of dads just get overlooked, I think. Yeah, well, moms are more important than dads. I mean, true, very true. I, mean, I love my mom more. I love my dad, too, but I love my mom more. See what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but but anyway, so listen, uh, the, the deal on this, it's the mailbag. You know how this works. And it's also, this is uh, Juneteenth, right? Is this today? Is that? I think that's today, right? Yeah, I believe that is. Yes. Is that a federal holiday? 
radio is like 7-Elevens. We're always open. Exactly. That's what I always say. I don't holiday. Shmalale. Yeah. I don't any holiday. Come on, man. I'm working. And those holidays, as you know, Danny, doing the ho- doing the holiday stuff, there's new people to tune in, right? There's you get different audience there. You, can, you create new fans that way. Boy, it was a phenomenon during COVID when it first started and the lockdown happened. Oh my God, radio's going to go out of business. Instead, all of the ratings doubled. Yeah, that is one of the more fascinating things in my life and in your life as well. Doing sports talk radio without sports. Yes. Doing sports talk radio for a, a half a year. Well, not, I guess it was a third of a year. Uh, the, we went 134 days without any live sports. The industrial complex of sports shut down in America. <laughs> I remember that on March 11th. We were all remember that night. March 11th, 2020. They played some NBA and NHL games. And then that was a Wednesday. And then they didn't play again. No sports until Thursday, July 23rd, 2020. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Keep in mind, in our business, talk show hosts complain when there's no games around the baseball all-star break. What am I going to talk about? I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Huh? So just put a sock in it. Yeah, put a sock in it. But without further ado, let's get right to the mailbag. Here we go. Strike up the band. Here it is. Ben's Thanks to our guy, Ohio Al, yet again, sending in that amazing tune. Good job by you. So mailbag, these are actual listener questions by uh, listeners just like yourself who took time out of their busy schedules to send questions in. And you too can send a question in, Kara, realfifthhour at gmail.com. Spell it all out with letters, not numbers. Realfifthhour at gmail.com. Or you can wait for Tuesday, sometimes Monday, but usually Tuesday, on the show Facebook page, Ben Maller Show, I will post a link for you to fill up the mailbag and you can provide content. We have a lot of regulars, but we always love new names and people can tell their story and learning about new fans of the show. So I'd love to have you part of the program. Uh, so with that said, we begin with this first email from Mason the Millennial in the Bay Area. He says, I was just writing in because I really enjoyed your trip to Chicago conversation with Danny G. Uh, I will be traveling there this weekend. And in fact, I'm here right now. By the time that this podcast, the Sunday podcast gets released, I will re-listen to the podcast of you talking about it. But what was uh, some hidden gems perhaps we could check out in the downtown area on our last day? I figure the Willis Tower and the Bean thing love the podcast from mason the millennial well i recommend mason since you're a tourist and you're doing the tourist things in chicago they have a great architectural boat tour there's a couple of different companies that do it and they take you right down the chicago river and you can see all the beautiful architecture in chicago it's one of the great visual cities in america to you know for our blind listeners just imagine some really big skyscrapers it's beautiful and it's it's really neat uh, and so it takes you down. They tell you the history of Chicago, what's happened there, some of the old buildings. And uh, I, I learned some interesting fun facts on that. I enjoyed it a lot. I don't know if you're into that kind of thing, Mason. I did not go to the, we don't call it the Willis Tower, the Sears Tower, 
Did not do that. Did go to the bean. And if you want, Mason, about a block away from the bean is the Maller building. It's about a block away from the famous bean in Chicago. And they have like a tourist there that you can go down to Soldier Field and check that out. It looks like a spaceship these days. Uh, I did goof on Wrigley Field because it's all corporate now. But if you've never been there, it's pretty pretty neat to walk around and think that that team's played on that field for a hundred years or something like that. So, and you've been to Chicago, Danny, any Chicago? No, no Chicago. No, it's one of the great cities. I haven't got to visit. I've been there on a layover quick uh, airplane. It wasn't quick, but it was an airplane change. Yeah. But other than that, I haven't got to go as a tourist. All right. And, and by the way, Mason, if you want to visit my cousin, uh, she lives in the uh, kind of the North, burbs uh, outside chicago so you can come over there and uh, eat a brisket or something like that and you'll have a, a grand old time right what, what could possibly possibly go wrong uh, with that but no chicago I, the, the crime is obviously an issue in chicago but that's an issue in a lot of places and i was there not that long ago and i survived to tell about it so it's gotta like anywhere any big city you gotta be careful and try to avoid certain parts uh, you know, South side is not particularly great in Chicago, for example, but you just got to pick your spot. Maybe while you were there, you heard some stories about the history of the city, like San Francisco. That was the early 1900s where they had to rebuild after the great earthquake there in Chicago. My dad was born there. So I remember him telling me a story about the late 1800s where a fire ran through Chicago for a day and left like a third of the city homeless. Yeah. They had to rebuild the whole city. The Great Fire. Mrs. O'Leary's yeah. cow. That the, the was cows. A farm? It was from a farm? Yeah. Yeah. Well, those days, the Chicago was not, it wasn't a big city. It was a yeah. farm, you know, farming area. Yeah. They said that that story is bullshit <laughs> about the cow. Okay. They said that on the boat tour. I, I remember I, I, we told this on the podcast that Chicago, actually the name, the Indian name for Chicago is like smelly onion is what Chicago means, which I think is hilarious. And they talked about on that boat tour of Mason, the millennial takes the boat tour. They talked about the fact they called it the, uh, I'm telling, trying, to, trying to remember the term here that they used the balkanation of Chicago. They called it the balkanation of Chicago because they had all these old buildings with no balconies, a lot of these old warehouses, and they turned them into these marvelous apartment buildings. But in order to guss them up a little bit, they put these balconies. They just hung the balconies, these metal balconies, off the side of the buildings in Chicago. So they called it the balkanization of Chicago, which I thought was interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Next up, Blind Scott in Boston, the north end of Boston, says, Ben, are you worried about the wildfires this summer at your new home in the Northwoods. Well, you're always cognizant. You're always cognizant of the wildfires, but am I worried? No, I'm not. I'm not worried. Mainly because about uh, many other houses would have to burn to get to my house to burn. So, but that doesn't mean it couldn't happen. There have been fires where I'm living now and this is an issue but really fire seasons year round in California. It's not just during the summer, right? And you, people usually think, well, July, August is the big fire season, but it's year round. So. Now have they gotten rid of the shrub around your guys' homes in your area? Oh, no, no. We got cactus. Remember we talked about it. We, we planted <laughs> cactus. So you got to burn through the cactus 
is what you got to do. So that's, you did say your wife has a black thumb. Yes, that is true. Yes. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Vols fan Jimmy writes in from Big Orange Country. He says, for both of you, with the cost of living so high in California, if you could move, where would it be? We've been asked this question semi-regularly, Vols fan Jimmy. And is there anywhere that's cheap? Wisconsin, North Carolina, these places I went were a lot cheaper. Chicago is not. Uh, but it actually was compared to California, uh, L.A. Uh, I don't know. I had opportunities to do radio in Boston, but that seems like it's just as expensive as L.A. If I was just going based on cost of living, I would likely go below the Mason-Dixon line somewhere in the south. I would think. I'm not sure where. Somewhere in Florida? What, what about you, Danny? Where would you go if you wanted to save a couple of nickels? I mean, I guess I would go... Somewhere near Sedona in Arizona, maybe mm-hmm. that area was uh, was pretty uh, like Flagstaff because it's more like mountains and forests. It's not desert. Uh-huh. You're right. I mean, I would go to Hawaii. It's not it's not inexpensive. Not That's expensive. But if I was going to pay the same thing I'm paying now or close to it, I'd rather be there in Maui. There are not a lot of affordable places. And uh, I'm a West Coast guy like you, so. Yeah. Yeah, the, the other thing, too, is I, I've heard, uh, this has been a thing. We talked about this, I think, on the show, that a number of people are moving to Tijuana from L.A. and, and San Diego, moving to Tijuana, moving to Mexico, save money. You like avocados? The, uh, the peso goes, the dollar to the peso goes a long way in Mexico. You can live like a king there. We have a janitor who's retired and he comes to the campus to visit sometimes. He lives half the time in Mexico and he tells these big stories about how he's living like a king there in Mexico. Yeah, like he's got all these girlfriends and he's got this big mansion. And I mean, and here in the United States, he makes average money or he did make average money. But in Mexico, he is royalty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't. If I was from Mexico, I come to come to the states. You work for a few years, you know, it's hard labor, and then you can end up owning a bunch of apartment buildings in Mexico. And you're, jeez, yeah. you're not kidding. He, he yeah. went on to tell us that he just bought his daughter a condo down there. Talk about stretching your dollars, and we have no idea what that's like here where we live. No, no, but we couldn't own anything in Mexico, right? Because we're not from Mexico. The you, even though you buy stuff there as an American. Yeah, you're renting the land, basically. Yeah, yeah. So you don't really get to own, own any of that stuff. Uh, but a good question from Vols fan Jimmy. You've got mail. All right. Uh, next up, Big Ben and Danny G. Neil from the real Miami here. The beef between the retired couple and the fake Miami Palm Bay uh Miami Palm Bay and Queen of Gascon team started when for some reason the retirees dug up some private info and on Gascon's family specifically his sister and were not nice about it to Gascon and David G called her the cunt and uh, then it was on like Donkey Kong uh, Neil says uh, so yeah I guess that sounds about right on the origin stories topic Ben what was your impetus for the fasting? Did you hear the Joe Rogan podcast or something? I uh, don't recall you 
talking in detail on when, why, how you got started on fasting. It was not because of Joe Rogan. I don't remember exactly what led me down this path. I think my wife had something to do with it. She had mentioned that some people were doing this at her work. And and even before I was officially fasting with an app on my phone, when I did lose a lot of the weight originally and I gained some back and I've lost it again, I was doing it. I was intermittent fasting anyway. I was trying to go because uh, there's there's a couple there's a million, million different ways to diet. A lot of people eat like birds. I didn't want to eat like a bird. So I was like, if I eat once a day, I can eat a good meal. And then if I just don't think about it, I can then look forward to my next big meal. And then I, I read some stuff online. My wife had mentioned some stuff and I read some stuff online about how for hundreds and thousands of years before the mass grocery stores and things that we have in this, this time to be alive, that people who had to go out and hunt for their food often didn't find anything that their percentage of success was like less than 20%. They'd go out hunting for something to eat and they wouldn't always find something. And so a lot of the time they would just have to fast. They wouldn't have the proper food. They'd be eating you know, twigs and berries and things like that. So, so that I was like, okay, that makes sense. And, I fell in love with it. Uh, and then Neil says for Danny G, I may have missed this, but how, when, and why did you start the school gig in general? So he wants to know your teaching move. Yeah. It's something that I started with 15 years ago. I walked away from a program director job at a big radio station. I just had kind of had it with the corporate way they were running. They were starting to run things. There was a change in upper management. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I think I'm done with this for right now. And started working out of school. Once you have the radio bug, they always say this about broadcasters. Even when you take a break, that's all it is. It's a break. You're going to go back. I started working for NBC Sports Radio Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I was on the school campus Monday through Friday. So I was working seven-day weeks for four or five years. And then when Fox hired me, full-time to do your show and the Jason Smith show originally, I was able to drop the school gig and go back to broadcasting full-time. When the company moved Clay Travis to Rush Limbaugh's chair, suddenly my week was open again. They're like, hey, give you a good salary, whatever, just to do some three-day-a-week stuff for the company. So I had days open during the week, and I'm like, well, let me go fill it with uh, education field work again. There you go. And the rest is history. Now he's the coolest summer school teacher around. Every kid loves him. He's a hero. You're an inspiration. Uh, everyone wants to follow in your footsteps. Uh, Except for that fat ass Miss Norton. That's right. That Karen. All right. Let's see here. What do we got? Mail, motherfucker. Right, next up, some Kevin in Kansas. He says, Dear Ben and Danny G, you guys are pretty wise. What are some of the worst team names in any pro sport? That teams, what teams need to change, uh, should have changed upon relocating, I believe is what he's saying here. I know the Minnesota Lakers made perfect sense at one time, but Los Angeles, uh, what would be better names instead of the ones uh, for those teams that never changed? Kevin says, well, the LA river, this is something that the, the early settlers of Los Angeles totally effed up Los Angeles. The LA river at one time was an actual river. And they enclosed it in concrete. They're, if they had done it differently, think about how much different, how, how much better I think 
LA would have been. They had an actual river running through Los Angeles and they filled it in with concrete. Terrible. Really stupid. Same dumb decision to take the trains and trolleys out of the city back in the day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. For the oil companies and yeah. all that, they had public, great public transportation was the envy yeah. supposedly of many, many cities. You can learn more about that in Roger Rabbit. If you want to learn more about that in the movie, Roger Rabbit, it's a documentary on the, the evil oil companies. We could say the same thing for your Clippers, right? They were the San Diego Clippers. What is still wrong with the Clippers? Well, I think about bad team names. Charlotte has had, what, the Bobcats, the Hornets. Yeah, the Hornets is kind of cool, like the goofy teal logo. You get that. Yeah. The one that always people bring up, the Utah Jazz. When uh-huh. you think of jazz, when you think of authentic jazz, you think of Salt Lake City, <laughs> unless you don't. That team could be called the Utah Salt, the Zions, any of those. You can come up with a local name. I, I'm a big advocate of local name. The one that's really lame is the Las Vegas Golden Knights, or the Vegas Golden Knights. And the NHL so paranoid they just stick up their tuckus they would not allow any gambling theme nicknames mm-hmm. you're in vegas think of all the different possibilities for a team in vegas with a gambling theme name the blackjacks the 21s the one-armed bandits any of those things would have been a great nickname but no golden knights come on the devil rays also stunk from the start yeah, that was that was never good. But there could have been a way better nickname for that team from the beginning. But Ray's is stupid too. It's like a pizza yeah. place in Manhattan. Let's go to Ray's and have a pie. Is what it sounds like to me. It's a dumb name. I don't like Marlins either. They I think they whiffed on both baseball teams there. But at least the Miami Marlins flows. It flows off the tongue. Yeah. But it didn't start as the Miami Marlins. No, no, it was the Florida Marlins. Florida Marlins, yeah. For, for many, many years, it was the Florida Marlins. Um, and then, I mean, think about teams now. Would you ever name a team after, like, a sock? Like, the Red Sox and the White Sox? Like, who thought that was the way to go? Who said, you know what? We got a baseball team here, and we don't know what to call them, so they're wearing white socks, so we'll call them the White Sox. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, the depth that went into that. Uh, fascinating to me. Yeah, well, the same with our Dodgers. I mean, ain't nobody dodging trolleys nowadays. <laughs> no, no, it's it's absolutely uh, correct. And the L.A. Kings, that's the, the, the original. That was a team in L.A., the hockey team. But yeah. then there's other teams named the Kings. I, I'm a big believer in having your own name. I don't like the teams that share the names. I, I never – the New York Giants, the San Francisco Giants. I know why they did it, because they were both in New York, but I like uniqueness. And what did you think of Washington's choice? Oh, the the Commanders or the Nationals? I hate both those names. And I actually hate every nickname of a Washington, D.C. sports franchise. <laughs> they had the Washington Bullets. I know you can't use that name, but that was a cool like that. That was a cool name. That was a cool logo. Yes, too. it was. <laughs> And, you know, I'm doing nostalgia, but when I was a kid, one of the first NBA games I went to, the uh, it was actually a Laker game. They were playing the Washington Bullets, and I kept that ticket stub for a long time. I had a ticket stub, and that was, like, the coolest thing. I know the Bullets logo, and it's like, oh, that's pretty neat. And then they, of course, got rid of that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch. Like, the name that was great 
that moved to Dallas, the North Stars in hockey. Perfect name, Minnesota North Star. They go to Dallas. Now they're just the Stars. Yeah. Right, we're getting carried away on this, but a good question. Kevin in Kansas, we can go on and on and on and on and on uh, with that for sure. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, you know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You've got mail. Mike from Fullerton writes and he says, I have a similar question for both of you. Ben, have you ever quickly hung up on a caller for having a very annoying voice? And for Danny G, while screening calls, have you ever hung up on people for the same reason? Or do you write something down to warn the host about the caller's voice? So I'll go first on this. Mike, uh, no, uh, I, I generally speaking, if I hear an odd voice, I get excited. I think this is going to be good. This is something, again, unique. I go back to the word unique. And that draws me to that particular person. And I want to hear their story. So I take the opposite stance. I, when I hear a really goofy sounding caller, I think this has a tremendous amount of ability to be good radio. And I want to learn more about how this person 
assuming they're not doing a fake voice and it's just their real voice. Hey, man, you might not know this, but I'm black. Yeah, I I want that. Well, now, what about you, Danny? What, what what's your technique there? Yeah, I mean, producing your show and your show's super busy. You're spinning eight plates at once, so there's no time to sit there and type. Hey, Ben, this dude's got a strange voice, and I would lean more like what you're saying. If it is a voice that really stands out, then that's really good for a radio show because you don't want all the voices to sound similar. No, you don't. You don't want all the guys to be. Uh, Hello, it's Jim. Yeah. Oh, it's Jim from Manhattan. No, you don't want that. You want a drag queen. You want a guy named Cowboy in Windsor, right? You need that. You need a hollering James in Minnesota. You got to spice it up a little bit. You got to keep it, keep it fresh is what you have to do. And I like really good laughs too. People that have contagious laughs. I think that's one good thing about your show. Like when you get Eddie to laugh, his laugh is very contagious. So that's one thing I listen for or notice, I should say, when I'm on the phone screening, I'll talk with somebody. We're laughing a little bit. I notice people that have good radio laughs. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Let's see. I got doing. mail. Yay. I got mail. Yay. Barry in Music City says, yo, yo, Ma Benny. Barry writes, uh, you really wanted to have. Ron Popeil on the fifth hour podcast. Now that you have a lengthy list of star studded guests that you've had on your podcast, do you think that Ron would accept your invite if he were alive? <laughs> uh, sure. Why not? Yeah. That's the famous story. Now, Ron Popeil was the guy that I wanted to get on the podcast. If you're new to the show, Ron Popeil was the set it and forget it guy, the rotisserie chicken guy, the whole thing. Uh infomercial God. And I, I, I'm friends. I was friends with Ron Popeil on Facebook, which I didn't realize was just everyone was friends with Ron Popeil on Facebook. So I sent a message to the account. I said, listen, I do a radio show. I'm a big fan. I am a big fan of Ron Popeil. And I, I really like to talk to him and you know, why not? Let's give it a shot and have him on the podcast. So the, the, the PR person for Ron Popeil uh, writes back, and says, uh, oh, yeah, you know, uh, tell me more about the podcast. Uh, we'd love to get you on the infomercial legend and all that. You know, said it and forget it. Uh, and so I write back. And she's like, well, when can you record the podcast? And so I, I wrote back. I said, well, I can record it at this time on this date, blah, 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 blah. And it, it, she gets back to me one more time. She says, well, Ron, want, Ron, singing about doing it. But he wants to know, he asked who you've had on the podcast. Who? <laughs> so I'm like, here we go. You know, it's no longer set it and forget it. It's set it and let's uh, circle back to that. Uh, but wait, there's more, as they say. As, that was his line, I think. That was his line. But wait, there's more. So I, I, I said, well, we had Lenny Dykstra on, the drug addict from the Mets back in the day. We had him on. Uh, and we, uh, you know, we had this guy, that guy, whatever. Tony Bruno was on. And, and so... so so the, Who did this guy think he is? Brian Billick? Yeah, I think he thought he was going on the Tonight Show or something like that. Oh, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> anyway, the guy, uh, the, the woman's like, well, he's unfortunately spending time with his grandkids. He can't. He's no longer interested in doing your podcast. And then he he died shortly after that. So I guess it's good he spent time with his grandkids and not doing the podcast. But uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I think he did. I think I, once he heard Vernon Davis on, boy, that but that was the lid lifter that pushed it over the top right there. Do you think Brian Billick is ever going to call me back? 
Brian Bill, Brian Billick. Uh, yeah, the NFL draft in 2027. He'll get back to you. All right. Yeah. Well, the good thing about Billick is you ask him one question, he'll just give you 20 minutes. So that's the good thing about that. Uh, Barry says, have you have there been any other guests that you wanted to have on, but were not available because of death or illness? Well, sure. I go through my phone. And I have a bunch of phone numbers from people, you know, A, B, C list celebrities that I've met over the years that I got their number. And a lot of them are dead. Like Larry King, the CNN host. I have five phone numbers for Larry King. Not available uh, to do the interview. Not available to the interview. Let's see. I'm going to go through. You want dead, dead celebrities in my phone for a thousand. You want to do that? Let's see. Here. Yeah. Tommy Lasorda. I have Tommy Lasorda's cell phone. Number. Yes. I do have Tommy Lasorda's number in my phone. Uh, let's see. Who else do I have? Uh, page down, page down. Some of these people, I'm not sure if they're dead or alive, so I don't want to say their name. Because then that's the worst when you say someone's dead and they're not dead, and then you get uh, the, the crap thrown back at you. Uh, let's see here. Well, those are the big ones. Um, scrolling through the phone. This is compelling podcasting. Billy Martin. Do not have Billy Martin's uh, number. Let's see here. Uh, I can't read that. Uh, Kirby Bucket. Kirby, I, I wish that'd be a good one to get. No, I have Jimmy Ray from Tampa Bay's number. I have his number. Not yeah. available. Oh, legend. He checked out. Tony uh, Gwynn, senior. I have Jeannie and Medford's number. Oh, Jeannie. I got it all over me. Yeah. I have Jet Fuel George's number. He, I don't know why I have that number. He called the show for a while. He disappeared again. I think he he started stooping his maid or something like that. I don't know. He, he told some wild story. Uh, oh, oh, here's one that's sad. Daryl Hamilton. Remember Daryl Hamilton, the baseball player? Yeah. He was a ball player for the Brewers. He was murdered. Uh, I did TV with him at NBC, and he was murdered by his uh, lady friend, who turned out not to be his lady friend, because she murdered. Got a murder. Uh, let's see. Uh, who else do we have? Let's see. Page down here. Uh, oh my guy, Rodney, uh, Rodney Hunt, the great TV cameraman in LA. He died. I have his number. That's my trivia. I never take anyone's number out of the phone. Let's see uh, who else do we have? Page down, page down. You have the big cod piece in there. Oh, I have Frank Pollock. Yeah, I absolutely have Frank Pollock in here. Frank will be in my phone till I die. And then someone will delete the phone and then it'll all disappear. It'll all vanish. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Yeah, that's, a, that's enough. There's a few others, but. It's taking a dark turn here. Yeah. All right. Uh, I have uh, Phil. I have Phil Henry's number. Should we have Phil on the show? What do you want to get Phil on? I, that I would be know. cool. If you do it, it's a radio legend. It's a Hall of Famer right there. Phil How about Nori? George. I'd love to get George Nori. I would. I wonder if he'd do it. So I'll send an email. Yeah. See if he'd do it. That'd be fun. All right. Well, what is next? Cliff from Nashville writes and he says, "Ben and Danny G. Two weeks ago, Danny talked about how." to check a watermelon for ripeness. Oh, yeah. Thumping is fine, Cliff says. Looking for the brown spider veins suggests sweetness. Yeah, okay. Uh, he says the best indication of ripened melon is by placing a broom straw on the watermelon. If it spins, buy it. You can thank me later. Let's say what? He said... If you place a broom straw, all right, so you take a piece of your broom, you put it on the watermelon, and if it spins, buy it. Why would I have a broom straw with me? 
because you want a nice, delicious watermelon. That's, so put that's that, why you would so remember to put that in your pocket before you go to the grocery store. I, I, before you go to Costco or Walmart or whatever your store of choice is, you got to get a little broomstick. That must be a Southern thing. Cliff must have learned that. That's like an old family thing. Either that or he's just bullshitting us. And this is all a scam. And he just wants to punk us. Yeah, they have a good laugh. Yeah. Imagining us spinning something on a watermelon. Exactly. Van, the one-legged man, or one-legged Bama man. This is a guy that has leg eaten off by an alligator, has leg bitten off by an alligator. And then his uh, buddy killed the alligator, and then they ate it. Damn. It's a very masculine story. You don't get that story in Boston. You don't get that story in Seattle. You get that story in Alabama. Wait, though. If you eat the alligator that ate you, then you're eating yourself. Well, no, the, they, they, I guess the, the leg, the way, the way it worked, the way this works. So Van, the one-legged Bama man, as I remember the story he told, he ended up having his leg bitten almost off by the alligator. So the alligator kind of spit it out after chewing it for a while. So they then, it was hanging on by a thread. They had to cut off the, the, the leg. Like a piece of hubba bubba. It's only good for a few seconds. Exactly. Yeah, he was like, I don't know, you know, I liked it, but I don't like it that much. I'm going to spit it back. But by the time he'd done it, all the ligaments were destroyed, and so the leg had to be chopped off. And so then they ended up killing the alligator, and then they, they had the delicious alligator. Uh, anyway, he says, uh, Coop wouldn't put me through on, on Aspen, so I, I want to do this right now. Did, did you know that Dan Patrick's real name is Dan Pugh? Yes. Yes, we, we know that. I think I've heard that before. Yeah. yeah. Well, his brother, Dan Patrick's brother, Bill Pugh, was one of my bosses in San Diego and in L.A. Bill Pugh, Dan Patrick's brother, the the family in the radio business, the the Dan Pugh or Patrick, his family in the radio business, and Van, the one legged Bama man, says, "Do you think the one legged Bama man can kick Dan Patrick's ass?" I can answer this uh, for you. Hell yes. All right, so. Fans would like to, to have physical violence with Dan Patrick. Stop. Good luck on that. What did Dan Patrick do to him? I don't know. Nick in Wisconsin writes in. we got to pick up the pace here. Playing a game. Oh, boy. I'll let you go. I'll let you play this one, Danny. Uh-oh. Who are you going to choose? Uh, F. Mary Kill. Lizzo. Kamala Harris. Nancy Pelosi. Good luck. Yeah. You're not touching that one? The third rail, my man. I wouldn't wouldn't touch that one with your pole. Hello. Uh, Well, you definitely wouldn't. I don't think you'd do the, well, I can't say. But there's two of those you probably wouldn't do, and the third one you might want to do, but that's about it. All right. Haji from Roanoke, Virginia writes in and says, uh, how did you originally meet your wife, and was it love at first sight? Or was there some runway time? Before you said it to tie uh, the knot, so uh, Haji, I met my uh, my wife online. I was doing online dating at the time, and uh, ChristianMingle.com. Yes, uh, of course, uh, and uh, I was on a swingers website. No, uh, but uh, she uh, way out of my league, uh, way out of my league, and uh, everyone says that way out of the league. And so I showed up disheveled, covered in sweat, uh, smelling like disgusting, you know, human being, and. Uh, somehow it all worked out, but I. Where'd you guys go on your first date? Uh, we went to Pasadena. Uh, we're supposed to go to the movies. Ended up going to a restaurant over there and kind of walking around. 
big shopping center in Pasadena, right on Colorado Boulevard, where the Rose Parade goes down. And nice. So it was cool. So that's uh, that's the uh, I don't love it first. I did. I think usually it doesn't. That that's in those books. Love it first. I think usually what happens is, boy, that person's attractive. <laughs> that's you know what I'm saying, right, Danny? That's usually how that starts, right? It's more of that kind of thing. You're like, well, that's kind of a good looking person over there. Uh, me and the Tinderoni man, we had sparks the first time she came over, got out of her car and she was giggling. She couldn't look at me without giggling. And yeah, like from the time we got in giggity, 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 giggity. and then she started making out with me. I was like, oh, this is the one right here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's just similar. Thing. Like on our first date, things went very well, much better than I suspected, <laughs> much better than I suspected. So, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a, a good situation. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Next up, Eric in Binghamton, New York, writes in. He says, Ben and Dan and G, I totally got the Crimson Tide reference to my question. Uh, I have seen the movie way too many times. Thank you for the answer. I am a comic book collector and seller. As you can imagine, Eric says, I beat the ladies off with a stick. I bet you do. Uh, My question for you guys is, did you have a a sacred collectible, baseball card, comic book, et cetera, that you had as a child that you wish you kept? It, uh, he uh, goes on to say, 
that it it does. Uh, let me see here. I lost my place on this. He says, uh, let's see, page down here. It does uh, both, but have to be based on value. It doesn't have to be based on value is what he said. I think there's a letter. Oh, as far as money, it doesn't have to be like worth a lot of money. It's just worth yeah, something yeah. to you. Yeah. From our guy, Eric and Binghamton says, you guys kick ass. He says he's listening. He listens on the radio, uh, on the radio show to 1430 AM WENE, one of the first FSR affiliates. I heard you mention them last week. Yes. Nice. He launched Fox Sports Radio in the early days in Pittsburgh and Binghamton, New York. But I really think Binghamton was the first, the first affiliate. So, Eric, I have pretty much my entire baseball card collection my mom had saved for me. And I don't even know what to do with it. There's so much stuff here. Uh, I don't know, too. But some of the coolest collectibles I had were stuff. I, I'd go to games and I got foul balls a couple times. I mean, those things were like, that was like winning the lottery, getting a, a baseball game. You know, baseball at a, a ball game was like, oh, my God, that was like the coolest thing in the world and, and all that. But I had a bunch of baseball cards. I loved baseball cards. I have a massive collection. The most valuable card I got was a Michael Jordan like it wasn't even his rookie card. It was like his second year Jordan card, but they didn't make a lot of basketball cards in those days. And that thing's worth a, a good amount of money. Uh, but yeah, I have fond memories of that. What about you, Danny? Any collectible that really stands out? A comic book, yeah. baseball card? Eh? Garbage pail kids. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. I had those too. Yeah. No, we were too broke for my mom to buy those, but yeah, people at school had them when I was a little you kid. You didn't get them. You didn't get anybody. Yeah. You know, no, my mom it. thought that they were devilish too. They kind of were when you think about it. Some of them were, but um, all my CDs and cassettes as a kid and DJing from a young age, I was able to save most of that music. I still have the one thing I didn't get to save, like what you were just talking about I wish I had my original baseball and football and basketball cards. They did not make it with me to my adult life. Most of them I had to sell off to pay a bet on a Super Bowl. When I was in high school, oh. I, made, I bet on a Super Bowl. I lost. I had to sell a lot of my baseball and football cards to get the money to pay off the bookie. And from that moment on, Ben, I have never gambled on sports again. It's a good life lesson. It's it really was. Yeah. It really was. All right, let's go quickly here. Pierre from Springfield says, Ben, I thought I heard you say you got a girl. Yeah, we talked about that. We gave you credit, Pierre, slash Alf, the alien opiner. And yesterday's show, is it the outdoor variety? And if so, does that mean that I could convince you to splurge for an outdoor wood or gas pizza oven? I just imagine the ugly sweater party with Chef Benny's garlic, onion, and bell pepper pizzas flying <laughs> out of the oven every two or three minutes. I, that is on my list, but I, I can only do one crazy thing a year. So I'm going to have to wait till next year, Pierre. I've got the griddle. I'm mastering the griddle, but we'll see what happens next year. Carlos in Houston, Texas, bang, bang, uh, says, long time no talk, Ben. Uh, like uh, I said before, I'm always listening if I don't email the podcast. Anyway, my question for you guys is how did the Sandstorm Fridays come about? Was this a Danny G idea or a Ben Maller idea? Also, uh, what are the chances you get Gascon on the podcast just to catch up? And one last thing, I truly hate to see 
that your wish did didn't come true with the Astros being the dwellers of the division, but it's a long season. As you know, World Series aren't won in June. Just keep up the Angels troll job. I get a kick out of it. All right, yeah. Well, uh, no need to ask me to keep that up, Carlos, because the Angels PR staff made sure that I keep that up. But Sandstorm, that's all you, Danny. You had nothing to do with Sandstorm. That's all your addition to the show. You added that to the show. Yeah, the radio stations I programmed throughout the years, I was always known for my Friday playlist, Festive Friday Jams. And that one was great because I could even play drops from the show during that Sandstorm song. So that just became uh, a classic on your show. And I passed it on to Roberto, who's kept it alive. Yeah. Although you would play, you played many more sound drops. Like Roberto plays a few, but Roberto, you know, you you'll, you would play like a bunch and mix yeah. them all. And then that other song that you came up with that you found, I've had friends of mine that do radio shows around the country that have asked me, what is the name of that song? Lookout Weekend. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is it. I'm sure there'll be people now on the podcast. Like, What's the name? Give me more information. Lookout Weekend. It's a, it's a, not a mainstream song, but no. It's perfect if you do a radio show going into a weekend. It's wonderful. Yeah, it was a freestyle artist from back in the 80s and 90s. And we would always play that going into the weekend on my hip hop radio station. So I brought that to your show with me. Yeah, that's a that's a cool tune. I've had multiple people on radio who, who do shows at different places, morning shows. Like, hey, what's the name of that song? Alan and Akron says, did you file an insurance claim for your lost wedding ring? If you have, how how has it been working with the insurance? No, I did not. I didn't even know you could do that. Are you allowed to do that, Danny? Could you file a I didn't realize that was an option. Yeah, I think you can. Well, I did. RJ in San Antonio, what non-California restaurant do you enjoy the most? Uh, any deep dish Chicago pizza place. I don't go, I don't eat deep dish uh, very often, but I love good deep dish Chicago pizza is great. Any cheesesteak place in Philadelphia? Uh, Chris in Maricopa, Iowa, writes and he says uh, a few questions. We can't do all of them. Have you ever attended a high school reunion, and how did it go? I'm proud to say I've never been to any, and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, Chris, I've never been. I hated high school. I I only have a couple of friends left from high school. I just it was very tough. I it was an awkward time. Everyone poked fun at me. Uh, I didn't do well in school. I was not a good student. I, I feel like I'm much better as an adult, although I would do radio. But uh, part of me wants to go back to goes, ah, see, look at me now. But then people will be like, you're a radio guy. Who cares? You're doing overnights. So I have not been back. Have you been back to any, to any high school reunions or anything like that? Yeah, one. They had me DJ the reunion. Oh, okay. And That's right. Was, you told that story, right? Yeah. And it was good. I just kept my headphones on the whole time. Uh, Chris also says, how far back can we hear episodes of the podcast right now? Only October 2021. Would love to see an archive of all episodes. What say you? Well, I'm all for it. I don't control that content, though. That's up for that's up for other people to determine. I don't know when they decide the point of demarcation is where you've crossed the Rubicon on that. Uh, and so I'm, I'm not sure how that works. Uh, Fred also says a similar question from Chris. He says, what was your high school prom experience like? Good time or bad? Didn't go, so I had a great time. Uh, and uh, Danny, you've you've talked about that too, right? You've brought- yeah, I had somebody who asked me to go. She was really pretty. My mom said no because it was all about drugs and fornication. Yes, and you said, "Mom, that's kind of what life is like." 
bunch of hookers and cocaine. Damn it. We'll leave it on that note. So uh, Jay Bone and uh, and Steve and Mike and and all you guys. No women this week. It's all it's all dudes, but that's fine. It's all it's fine. Uh, anyway, uh, so thank you all for sending your questions. We appreciate it. And again, if you want to send questions in next Sunday's mailbag, send them right now. You don't have to wait. Real fifth hour at gmail.com, real fifth hour gmail.com, or on Tuesday, the show Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. Anything at all you want to promote here, Danny, on a Sunday? I will be in the FSR studios for the very fun Covino and Rich show. And then the lead into your show, which is Arnie Spanier with Chris Plank. Outstanding. And then I will be back holiday or not Father's Day or not. I will be back behind the powerful microphones of FSR. Pain meds or not. (laughs) Yes. I don't care how many teeth I am missing. I will be there broadcasting no matter what, and uh, have a great rest of your day. And thank you for supporting the podcast. We appreciate it. Later, skater. Hey, 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 before oh. I let you go. <laughs> of the way we were. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Garcia. Scattered pictures <laughs> of the smiles we left behind. <laughs> Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.